Hi, hello, this is Jules the Human here, and welcome to the Jules the Anime Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Jules the Human, and every week we go out into the world and watch a little bit of anime, and we come back here and talk about it. And today we're going to be talking about episode five through eight of Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash, which is pretty good. It's heating up, and I'm super excited to talk about it. And we have a ton of other anime to choose from once we're done, but at the end of this whenever we're done watching this anime we are going to be doing a special surprise episode after that we'll talk about that a little bit later but hello to everybody in the twitch chat we already see some people saying hi hi hello i'm not going on this anime journey alone of course i go with you but also my co-host who watches these animes with us matt galley matt how are you doing this week uh we're doing we're doing good we're we're fighting some sinus stuff i know i know you said you're feeling a yeah. little stickies as well it's pouring rain outside right oh, really? now it's yeah it's definitely a different uh we're finally getting into the the fall season i guess and um my my allergies uh can stand uh to attest to that <laughs> yeah right now um, i have a cough drop my throat's being weird so viewers sorry i do have my tea as well just trying not to cough up and die here on the podcast but we're gonna make it through i am uh i'm very excited as well to start you know talking about uh this week's episodes of grimgar because like that wow so so much it's one of the, again one of those shows where so much happens but at the same time not a lot is happening and once we finally figured out, at least for me, before we get into it, uh, once I finally figured out what they wanted to show us and what they were actually trying to do, it felt a lot better because, again, I, I do talk about switching mindsets a lot whenever I talk about the anime that we watch, but it's because whenever they present to you something, it's like you automatically, since you're, you know, I'm an anime watcher, you automatically go into this mindset of, okay, this is going to be like this. This is going to be like how I've seen it before, but they really turned it around because when you're presented with Isekai, you know, setup sort of, you're like, okay, this is how it's going to go, whatever. But now once I switched my mindset a little bit and they do explain and I finally understand what story they're trying to tell, it's so good. Mm -hmm. um, Bubsy, thank you for the 36 months. I appreciate it. Ooh. Bubsy, I think this was your your pick right i'm pretty sure this was your pick thank you so much bubsy for the continued support you saw the lights going all crazy back there um we gotta get into it uh that's three years three years oh my god how many thank you so much bubsy show off that new uh sub badge you got the rainbow sub badge Ooh, look at that Ooh, <laughs> looking cool uh claire says well where am i what is this strange world? Who are you people? Where are my clothes? Yeah, you can definitely draw parallels to other shows. And even, uh, you know, uh, after watching, you know, some of the episodes as I, you know, skitter down into the Crunchyroll comments and I see comments from seven years ago when the show was actually airing and people are comparing it to its contemporaries and how they're so impressed with how this show has really taken... Um, you know taken its time to draw attention to certain areas that this type of a show usually just doesn't do like mm -hmm. flat out definitely which leads us into episode five which is really cool um what matt an what episode. happens yeah what <laughs> happens in episode five crying doesn't mean you're weak enduring doesn't mean you're strong so in episode five uh the group uh post losing you know their their priest uh tensions begin to rise and arguments begin to stir fingers start to get pointed at each other and they all resolve that you know they need to 
uh, settle down, cal calm down. Um, a familiar face offers to introduce them to a new priest to help fill out their party, being uh, Mary, the priest, who initially the entire party has a very hard time getting along with Mary. She seems pretty, uh, pretty crass, pretty short, uh, like, you know, tempered maybe. Um, but she honestly makes very good points given their situations. Um, uh, Renji uh, comes by to offer a gold piece because he heard about them losing Minato, but it is uh, it is returned because it is believed that it is not what Minato um, would have wanted. Huh. Oh my god, all of this culminates with a um i'm sorry a conversation between yume and what why am i forgetting his name right now um our main character whose name i'm somehow forgetting aru uh can you hear me aru um Yume and Haru have a conversation where <laughs> I don't know if Matt can I'm hear sorry, me. it's this is like it, it gets very emotional. Um, where they basically have their their true emotions come out over the fact that they've lost a dear friend. It's it's a very hard scene to watch, honestly. Sure. Um and the show kind of uh, <laughs> plays it off uh, with laughs afterwards. But that's where the show leaves us. Um, sure. The, <laughs> it, it's usually when a death in an anime happens, it, it really doesn't take the time to explore the emotional state of the characters. And that's kind of what this episode is really doing. It ex uh, I think it's also doing a good job. You know, I don't want to um, dollar store psychoanalysis this, but I think it's also doing a, a good job at showing all of these characters in different stages of grief. It's a huge can of worms to unpack with each of them, but they're each like experiencing different emotional turmoil and handling this experience in different ways and i just really enjoyed the way that like it really put it all out there where they finally kind of explained their emotions that's what i mean when i say a lot happens but not a lot is going on sure um so that's sort of the the meat of the episode is the the grief and all that stuff i definitely want to touch on that uh for sure but we got some messages. Death in an anime. Dang, F's in chat and move on. That's pretty much how it is, right? Like, that's how it usually is. It's like one, half an episode, maybe. And then let's let's keep going. We got to get on to our story or whatever. But this is the story. Minato becomes, uh, continues to be a crux of the story, uh, like an emotional crux <clears throat> of the story as we move forward. And I really... Um, enjoy that about at least these episodes as we go forward mm -hmm. 
Um, Claire says, I'll let, you in, I'll let you in on a little something. The Yakuza game, it's not like boxing. The man who gets beat down isn't the loser. The guy who can't tough it out to the end, he's the one that's lo- that loses. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it's... Well, let I want to get into that for sure, deeply. Yeah. But yep, yep, we yep. do meet a new character, Mary the Priest, and, and we see her as... Somebody that's with with help holding their emotions, that's uh, stern a little bit, doesn't you know take directions from the group, and that's a good standpoint going into the next four episodes that we see, and we do see her character growth, and we definitely want to talk about it. But her being presented, I really like her as a character. She's really cool. She just she's told that they don't, she doesn't cooperate with anybody. She doesn't yeah. cooperate with a team. She moves on to different teams, whatever, sort of nomadically. Um, but we do see the Kikawa helping them get Mary into the party because they need a new priest. Um, <clears throat> I, I guess this whole thing, the I got all these notes here, but they're all kind of stemming from the, the grief part. Giving yeah. the gold as the gift. Renji comes into tower. I did read um, one Crunchyroll comment, which was really funny. I thought I would uh, mention it here. They said that in a normal anime, Renji's group would have been the main cast because they're all in the same garb they all look uniform and then he's the he's the team that went on and is doing the cool quote-unquote cool stuff mm-hmm. that we would normally follow and i was like yeah which I, again I like it, it's and it, uh he, it's it's that group and it's also you know the uh to take it back to black summoner that we just watched it's like that group of heroes in the in a black summoner would normally be that group too like they're moving on they're they're sticking to their guns and stuff and getting stronger in this world but losing um losing monato for this group was something that was like devastating and haruhiro and the rest of the guys all get together like at the bar and they just decide like okay we're just going to get a new priest and like we'll we'll keep going uh-huh. and they don't ask the you know the girls the rest of their party how they feel about it there's mm-hmm. no there's no open there's no group discussion so just bringing somebody new in it's it's gonna cause like you know some question marks to be raised there because people are gonna be confused and you know well like what's going on with that are we just replacing monato we're not yeah we're we're not even gonna talk about you know replacing our friend he wasn't just our priest he was our friend he's our leader all of these things and I the show just does a great job of demonstrating that sure nuance <clears throat> because it's this isn't a game because we're in this sort of isekai world where we level up sort of like D, but in a D game like when things happen it shakes it well in good storytelling it should shake you should shake the group and i don't fault them for trying to move on and try and figure it out but i do kind of say like I, I'm glad they learned the lesson they did yep. in this episode for sure. And going on. It, it's really, it's really nice. Um, Cosmo, thank you for the 31 months. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, throwing out the lights there. I don't have my alerts on this little thing. I got to figure out how to do that, but <clears throat> thank you so much. I, I do appreciate it. Thank you for all the support, everybody. I liked how their teamwork collapses as a result. Yeah. yeah. It, it shows immediately, and that's the, you know, and that's the thing that, you know, again, Haruhiro was the one I'm sorry not Haruhiro Minato was the one kind of keeping them in sync uh, synchronization he was the one creating the plans and you know uh, being the brain of the operation so to speak and I I do think that like just before this thought leaves uh, my brain that 
it's the way that Haruhiro just kind of stepped into the position and stuff and took on the roles that Minato usually carries because, you know, he's the one that Mary starts asking, well, where are we going? And he's the Mm -hmm. one answering and everybody's like looking to him and he's just kind of taking up that role. And I do think that, uh, that Minato saw Haruhiro as somebody as like, that was, that was his like second in command. That Mm -hmm. was like his co the Mm -hmm. co-captain, so to speak. And I really do enjoy Haruhiro not really initially being the person that is good at integrating somebody new into this squad, but then ultimately realizing that, you know, it's not his job to carry the burden alone, just like it wasn't Minato's job to carry the burden alone. Yeah, because again, these characters, from what we know, they don't know anything past maybe a month ago, that this is the only the life that they know and they don't know how to process the co- complex emotions. Let's talk about the the whole uh you know monado uh thing about he died a couple episodes ago we are still here we are still stuck in this in this place but it doesn't feel stagnant and it's it's something to be said for an anime to really double down they really knew that they wanted to uh you know dive into grief dive into them losing a friend because they consistently say that they were they were all friends they're all friends here but then you know, when the reality of their situation hit, they are killing people or killing, not zombies, killing goblins. And their life is at, you know, at stake every single time and them finally realizing it. And for them to still be going through it and still not communicating they're like uh, Claire said, their, their fighting styles did not hold up to how they were doing it before with their full party. And it, it's showing in everybody's character. And I love that. I love that it shows still. I love that they had to go through this. And if you've, I don't know how deep we want to get here, but I was reading some of the comments, the delayed response to grieving um, because they still aren't over it. They, mm-hmm. you know, they're still emotionally haven't been hit by it. Some of them, and they haven't had anybody to talk to as we see in this last sort of scene here where it's like, I've had all this stuff, man, and it sucks and it yeah. hurts and it, I don't know what to do and I just feel numb. And that's so humanizing to these characters that we're watching on the screen because if you have lost somebody or something, you feel that. You feel you, you, you it goes through everything. You feel stunned, you feel emotion, but not none emotion at all at some point. And then after a while, it's just like, oh, here it is. Like, oh man, they're not here anymore. And it sucks. Yeah, it, it hurts and it's full of everything and it's like they're exploring that in this episode and it's been one of my favorite episodes because it's just like oh you you're going there and you're really doubling down and you're doing a really good job of it um claire said i figured it was more this is the guy he risked and lost his life for so he feels obligated to take on the role true yeah, yeah. that could be going through his head too for sure um because yeah like you said he got hit in the back and uh yeah he was there trying to help him out and also he never got to hear what Minato was gonna say to him but i don't think that's in his mind anymore but he does you know go and see him for guidance sort of in the spiritual world a little bit but and that's what i mean when i say <laughs> that he continues to be a like an emotional like crutch not, not crutch but a, an emotional part uh of the story as we move forward um because he he's like almost in a way like a part of Haruhiro's like conscience at this point. This is like sure when he's in a moment of self doubt and stuff. He keeps saying, 
what would uh, Minato do? What would Minato do? So like when he's in these quiet moments by himself, he will start to, you know, see the, um, the visage of Minato, which I, you know, it's just probably supposed to be representative of what he thinks Minato would say to him. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I'm, uh, as my, as the little ticker is saying, I'm, I'm just really sad that I wouldn't have gotten to experience these four episodes because last week I was just like, not really feeling it, not yeah. feeling it. And if I was to watch this on my own without having to do a podcast about it, I probably wouldn't have continued. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if I would have their honestly. time spent on this and the way that they divulge into all these emotions and stuff. It's like really good. And the episodes to come that we're going to talk about really good. So I'm kind of sad that I would never have, you know, finished it on my own, but I'm, I'm glad that we're here. And I'm glad that we have the podcast because I get to experience this kind of stuff. Um, episode six, her circumstances, Matt, what happens in episode six? So in episode six, we get to see um, the party decide that maybe taking steps towards being nicer to Mary would uh, help her feel integrated into the group. Because if they don't reach out to her, why should she reach out to them? So they start to try to be you know, more friendly, throw nicer gestures her way. And she do- it does seem like she's uh, being a bit more cordial with them uh all minus uh <laughs> all minus uh Re- renata why yeah. am i um, ranta? ranta ranta thank you um in the uh in the tavern we see mary speaking to shino hara uh who's a member of this pre- prestigious group um, and then after that, Haruhiro has a has a little bit of an aside with Minato. They continue to gain ground with Mary. Um, Mary continuing to get more comfortable with the team until the party seeks out like information on Mary and her past, and we get to learn that um, unfortunately in one of her previous groups she feels responsible for the loss of three of her friends Mm -hmm. my first thought when they were uh fighting in the beginning because it was like a fight scene in the beginning i was like does she not have any buffs the priests not priests not have any buffs because like they're they're mainly trying to do the healing part but who's buffing the people Mm -hmm. do they not have any any buffing spells no bards no bard not even a priest can do like some kind of aoe no no bard sorry <clears throat> okay priest um, bonk and priest heal apparently yeah so they they're talking about the different styles of healing because they they were comparing mary to their old healer minato and how she is has a different way of healing people where they're like she's like come on get up whatever and at first i was on the on the you know i was like what is she doing because i'm the one that would do that kind of stuff i don't know you play as priest you said sometimes yeah or healer mm-hmm. i want to make sure my people are like top i don't yeah. i know we don't have to but i'm like you got hit once here we go no Whatever. yeah it, it just it, it does it makes sense that uh like after this episode and the next episode the episode five gets recontextualized in my eyes where we can see why she would have those tendencies of like i'm only gonna use my mana 
when it's necessary because why would I heal a scratch here and a scratch there and then all of a sudden I need to do a big heal mm -hmm. and I can't do it because I was too busy healing scratches. Mm -hmm. Claire also brings up a big point that I thought too. The big thing is no potion, so no contingency for anything that goes yeah, wrong. Yeah, and that's another thing is that uh, we 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 get a sense that healing is limited because way back Minato even says, "I can heal the wounds, but I can't replace your blood." So like once once the blood is like being spilled and stuff, like they're losing their blood over time. A human body will replenish its blood because that's how the human body works, but Essentially, like if if you wait for somebody to bleed out too long, you can't do it anything. Could be bad. Yeah, and that's that's I think what Minato's mistake was was that when he got shot by the crossbow way back when he waited way too long, let himself bleed out too long, and then he didn't have enough like you know energy mana, mana to heal himself because of things healing. that happen later. We see that a, a self -heal healing is apparently possible. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yes, and that also brings to life again the idea that this is real life that this isn't some kind of game that this is for all intents and purposes that this is real life with magic in a adventuring world yeah um which is very important and something i want to ask a question at the end about for sure um so shinahara is the leader of the famous clan talking to mary and she is seen uh, mary is seen praying over the dead and they realize that they don't really know her at all she's kind of doing this other stuff doing her own thing and it's like well we never really asked or anything we're trying to ask but she's not open to anything um hayashi used to be in mary's party and she used to be the healer healing asap she was happy we see we see this whole little montage of how she was before so different than the character we get to meet and i think that's so cool not cool in the sense that it happened, but cool that we're getting that juxtaposition. And it's, it's you know, justified. It's viable yeah. that this would change a person like this. And they're also diving into that emotional state. This is just emotions animated. And it's great. Probably one of the more emotional animes that we watched on this show, right? Like they're diving into deep so. human emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, then, it, you know, yeah, it gets it. Go ahead. Sorry. No, um, I think they talk about him needing to rest, meditate to recover mana. Yeah, that he needs to like rest a bit or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, that how she was different. She would heal ASAP. She was really happy. And then they they tell the story about the black and white cobalt. Yeah. About death spots. She used up all her magic and she wasn't able to heal uh, three members of her party. And she got out somehow. Her they got out somehow. He doesn't even know how. He just you know his body memorized the, the way out. And they left three members to die and because of that she is the way that she is she doesn't heal for just anything she wants to save her mana which is which is justifiable in this in this real world thing when you lose your party or you lose people because and you feel like it's your fault yeah it makes sense like you feel yeah. like if i didn't that's the thing she she carries that guilt and that burden with her mm -hmm. and that's why uh the the guy goes on to say you know i i she never said it but i could see it in her eyes every time that she looked at me that like she was holding on to that and it was hurting her like one right yeah. after another like yeah. one episode right after another <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know it was gonna be like this and i'm i'm happy because i do like this more emotional dive deep dive into into things and you know sometimes we get in anime just like the surface like oh i'm gonna avenge you i'm gonna 
my, you killed my brother or whatever. I'm going to kill everybody and I'm going to go on this crazy. And like, it's okay. It, it's surface level for me. And I'm just like, okay, that makes sense. That's fine. Cool. But these two episodes back to back, seeing the difference between Mary, how she used to be and how she is seeing how the characters are trying to move on, how they're uh, coping with the loss of their member and um, trying to incorporate. And, and we do, it takes the time in the silence, which is really nice. It takes the time in silence to be like, really make you feel when they're trying to talk to her. And it's just mm -hmm. like, no, yeah, feel I, I, it. one of the, one of the best moments in uh, episode six for me was when, um, he's just talking to her post fight about how like he wants to try to talk to them about, talk to her about tactics and how to engage with battle. And she's standing there. Like, if you just, if you don't like what I'm doing, tell me and I'll go. And like, that's like the very closed offness. It's like, you can just tell that it's like, but it's right after we see her, like, you know, he actually use her magic for like healing and stuff. And, she like said good morning actually in friendly response so you yeah that, tell whole... that there's like layers to her character where she's she's just a hurt soul and has not healed for past the things that happened at that point and then we get to see what happened and it's like yeah who who just moves on from that like it's nothing that whole just mini... like how they sure. can't move on from this like it's nothing but a big butt that like gets into the, in the later episodes <clears throat> she lost three friends they lost a friend mm -hmm. and it's like it's not it's not a competition but acknowledge the fact <laughs> that we're both in the same boat sort of and we're closer to knowing how you feel than you think exactly um the mini goal or the mini arc of you know her saying goodbye or see you tomorrow and all this stuff really was really great for me because you do see the time it took the passing of time and it was just enough to you know let us know how how much time it takes to get to one point and how yeah how much time it took for her to open up a little bit or not to open up it doesn't and, happen right away it's yeah which is great and it feels earned process. yes it feels exactly it feels <laughs> earned and it's rewarding it feels rewarding because it's it takes the time, yes. Because after all this, and it's like, see you tomorrow? See you tomorrow. It's like, oh, yes, thank you. And it feels great. Bubsy says, the title Fire and Ash feels like a giveaway now because Ash is left over after a fire, and this show deals with the outcomes of battle. Really cool. Um, I do remember them specifically calling uh, Monato's, they say, the Ash and they let the ash go into so i thought that was kind of allusion to that that they're probably going to deal with this for a while and it was correct i like dead spots as a name too it's dumb and exactly what people who know to run from the spotted cobalt will call it they're like oh dead spots i don't know i'm not sure it is just her being hurt either she's also forcing them to cope without her and prove themselves true she also wants to know um are they worthy <laughs> I guess, or, or there's some part, there's some aspect to it, I think, where she's just like, I don't know, is this the group? Is this yeah. the one? Because she's still trying to find a place because she's way over leveled. Uh, well, we don't know that. For them. But he says, yes, that, for like, them. you know, they, she has levels on them. And, you know, like, yeah, she says, you know, you guys are sloppy. You guys are a mess, yada, yada, yada. But as, 
as time moves moves forward, we see her, you know, like <clears throat> show some softness towards them. Mm-hmm. But he says, "True, is this a group who isn't just gonna die or sacrifice her in the front lines?" True. So there's a Especially lot of trust. You're asking her to fight. <laughs> yeah, she's asking like, the "I'm priest. not gonna fight the goblins." Asking the priest like, to go. Why front. not? <laughs> well, I'm a priest. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Um, That's where she leaves it <laughs> for sure. So, Matt, let's get into episode seven. Uh, what happens in episode seven? They were called Goblin Slayers. So, yes, episode seven. Um, we get the the back of the story about Mary wandering from place to place. And, you know, they decide, well, we're going to, you know, talk to her about it. So they talk to Mary and they kind of just lay it all out there uh, for Mary and she continues to be a little apprehensive to integrate completely into their group, but she continues to be a part of the party um, who goes on to become known as the uh, goblin slayers because of all the hunting in Demuro that they've been doing. Um, some cool stuff happens with fight scenes where we get to see them moving through Demuro as they hunt goblin after goblin before uh haru finally reminisces um under the night sky uh wishing that he could show minato how their party looks now Mm -hmm. as they have grown stronger (laughs) um it's a (coughs) this is a good transition episode sure not too bad um claire says i don't think it's about protecting herself i think it's about ensuring they know they have to cope without her and can't rush in carelessly also a trait they need to know because they were not fighting well together and something there's no hero adventurer handbook and they seem to have picked their uh traits and classes out of a hat and they're just like i want to be this okay but apparently their teachers didn't know how to teach them how to work together they taught them no. their skills their skills but yeah. they don't know how to work together so it yeah. is also her trying to help them because apparently nobody knows or nobody has why, you know helped them at all how to be a party final fantasy 14 has a whole little you know side path about you know how to perform your role in a party <laughs> Oh, you, can't, you can't do everything you can't yeah. do everything you gotta you know only do your parts and sure. then that's how the party comes together to be successful <clears throat> and you even have you know you have a what's the the guy and um i didn't write his name down but the guy that introduced them to mary he he like kind of borderline teases and mocks them because he's like yeah come on you guys it's basics the warriors just go up front do everything they can to Kikawa. protect the priest and then you just win. <laughs> it's great. But like he's literally rubbing their noses in it that like you guys couldn't do the basics right. You really And y'all are still down here. Exactly. Y'all are still down here. We're already going. We're doing our thing. We're probably close to the the queen in the castle that's being held hostage by Bowser dropping a gold coin on the table for them. <clears throat> Which uh, is 100 Reggie. silver. I wrote that down. Cuz I thought that was going to be important, but money <laughs> is not important. Um, if everyone brings snacks and no one brings beer, you're in for a bad time. True. <laughs> so during this episode, they show what happened uh, that day facing the cobalt. Uh, oh, they show what happened in the past about them yeah. facing the cobalt. It actually flashbacks. Flashbacks there, sh- sharing the death of Minato to Mary and them starting to think and really trying to enforce the idea of a Mary as a friend. 
um, we do see, a, I guess, sort of a mini montage of new gear and shopping. And, yeah. and I do like the way they're handling this now because they know they don't have a whole lot of time left. They're like, here's this, here's this, whatever. Um, Mary joins them for dinner. I really like this little montage here because it shows us without telling us specifically. It show, shows us. It, show, don't tell. Yeah, and it feels good. It feels like when you see Mary there at the table, you know some changes happened. You see uh, them sort of working together, and you're like, you, you know, it's a it's a good montage of them slowly progressing to what they need to do, uh, learning new spells and abilities. They kind of talk about that mm -hmm. uh, a light. <clears throat> I, 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 what do, what do you think this is? Because I wrote it down, and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. They spent some time talking about it. Yeah, the and he light says, that like, Haru... I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask my, uh, my, you know, my, the rogue, uh, guildmaster about it next time I see. I yeah, see her, the, but uh, it doesn't really spend a lot of time on it. The light that Haru follows to make his attack, it seems like it's almost going there by itself that he already knows. So it, it's definitely like gamifying it still enough to wet the whistle a little bit, but like we still haven't even dove into that hole where they've been. And um, I want to talk about red? it at the end. Why is the moon red and all that stuff? So I, I definitely want to have a bigger discussion at the end about that. But I wrote that down, a light that haru finds and it's like almost just moving by itself and he already knows and that's one of his new moves that he had learned in the past it's just um, once in a blue moon he sees that happening he says sure also al along that road manato says to haru as he's reminiscing he says ah you can't sleep huh you can't sleep the night before a field trip either right and haru's like yeah and it's like what what do you mean what field trip what do you mean you know that you know field trip what is field trip because all <laughs> i know that you know is waking up from the thing going on adventure learn your class how do you know what field trip is what is that i just thought it was interesting it's something <laughs> i was like what there's also some I information just accepted it in the moment yeah I was, <laughs> he was like almost like you can't sleep the night before a field trip he's like yeah all right so and i was like wait no this is big what do you mean you know this you know these words you know what field trip means i know some of these words <laughs> but you don't know video games uh small slips of the suppressed memory maybe i don't know they've been in grimgar uh question mark amount of days yeah we don't know time we lost track yeah we lost track of time somewhere before the montages it was a month and then later on now after the whole montage stuff we don't know so um like how the warrior guy carved up a plane. Oh, true. Because uh, what's his name? The big guy. He's just carving up Moguzo. some stuff. Moguzo. He's like, oh, oh, cool. All right. And it's like, wait, what? <clears throat> so this is a cool transition episode into episode eight, which is what I think is like the closing of a smaller arc of what they were trying to tell. And then they're probably going to go on. A lot of people are saying after episode eight, people, I read, the, I read a lot of comments on this, on these four episodes. A lot of people are like, if it ended this way, if this was the end of it, I would have been okay. For me, not so much, but not we'll so talk much. about it. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> episode eight, in my memories with you, what happened in episode eight? So we see the party cooperate to take down um, this like goblin hideout. However, along the way, Mary gets struck with a, a crossbow bolt ringing back, uh, you know, a, a previous situation um, where they lost Minato. Uh, thankfully, Mary just, you know, felt a little wounded and was able to <laughs> heal herself up. 
uh and they uh they use their the spoils from the the raid on the goblin hideouts to buy their by their volunteer soldier um badges or badges. Uh, yeah their badges they buy their necklace. badges and then they visit Minato's grave to uh leave a badge for him as well Haruhiro and uh Haruhiro and Mary, Mary have a bit of a moment where uh Mary actually lightens up uh smiles and has some softness in her eyes for the first time when talking to him um before they tell each other that they'll uh you know see you tomorrow see you tomorrow <laughs> maybe see you tomorrow will be our always <laughs> sure yeah yep let's put see you tomorrow on a shirt <laughs> um so we see the development of Har- of mary calling haru how um and we also see like this epic fight scene right like some epic yeah. some really cool stuff and i want to talk about this fight scene for sure but uh, i noticed it too and i wanted to see if anybody else in the comments had noticed it too but like the goblins are vibing like yeah the goblins are chilling we i've never seen goblin play chess before and i don't know that they know their their brain is a, apparently developed enough to learn like chess moves but i mean that makes sense that they know tactics a little bit and it's like they're just chilling they're playing chess we've never seen them attack a human we never see them do raiding parties into the village so I, I have a whole bunch more questions. What do the goblins eat? And what are they guarding? What are they doing there? And why have these humans tried to make this whole race extinct? Because they're well, just that, that, like That's the thing. Like their party is, but the way that everybody's reacting, <laughs> it seems like they're the only people that go out and hunt goblins. But they get money from bringing back goblin ears. Yeah. So why? Why? Why would you do that? Like because they're volunteer like, soldiers. I guess it's like they're, saying they're supposed they're supposed to quell the threat of oncoming um, enemy, like you know, uh, monsters from the borderlands because they're in like this borderland region. That's what we're told. That's what the show like kind of set Matt, up was like. Maybe we are the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe. <laughs> But the way, like, that's what, uh, what's his name, um, starts saying, he's like, why are we even doing this? Who cares about being a dark knight, uh, a warrior or thief? Like, they just, who decided this for us? Like, he raised a bunch of pretty good questions, but then ultimately they all kind of got ignored. And at one point in one of the past episodes, there is a moment where he's just like, you guys just keep ignoring everything that I say. And Haruhiro is actually like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. If yeah. that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. Like, even that moment too where it's like it it treats these characters with like nuance with like like they're actually like you know like they're not just characters uh yeah portraying in a show they they feel like like humans with emotions and that you know emotions are gonna collide with each other and they're not always gonna be getting along and sometimes they're gonna push each other's buttons but at the end of the day they're all friends that are trying to you know get by in this world because the you know in a normal anime the loudmouth mouth or whatever would usually 
just make the joke and then everybody would ignore him and say, hey, you talk too much, shut up or whatever. But like he him actually acknowledging that, uh, you know, that, hey, you don't listen to me. And that kind of sucks. And he, them actually responding, it's like, oh, you would not do that in a different anime. This is so cool. Like, I love that those little things that are like, oh, yeah. Okay, let's take a break from this whole action, haha, hee hee, fantasy stuff, and it's like, no, wait, this this kind of hurt me a little bit, and it's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, this is cool, and it's like, oh, it's so cool, which makes brings it back to the goblins are playing chess; they're yeah. not holding anybody anybody's head on a pike. They killed Monato because they we are the invaders. The adventuring party are the invaders. I'm gonna roll with it. We're the we're the bad. <laughs> We're the monsters this entire time. We are the villains. We're following a villain party uh, at the extinction of the goblin, <laughs> at the goblin bloodline. Um, they know how humans fight, which was really cool. This whole fighting. What did you think about the fighting before, you know, Mary got shot and stuff? How they develop it as a, as a group. We see them sort of working together. We see some spells. We see some movement in the fighting how would you grade like this fight yeah, scene? It, it's it's an engaging fight scene and i like how it all happens and you know the sequence where you get to see each of them like have a little moment yume is the one to kind of you know take down the the lookout the sniper because she's fine we see that she's finally getting good with her ranged attacks she's uh finally proficient with her bow and then um yeah from there everybody plays their part so to speak and it's uh it's just it's really cool to see all of these characters be able to, you know, tackle something where at the start of the show, they were struggling literally to just defeat uh, a single goblin. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely development from where we see it feels earned, but it also doesn't it doesn't get me going like the other emotional I, stuff is, which is fine, because in an anime uh somebody gets super overpowered and i'm like yes yeah. they finally did it exactly, or whatever exactly. and it's like they're struggling uh, through this though it's a fight it's a struggle it's a battle it's a fight to the death because, which is definitely more real because again like like the opening lines of the uh show say they're fighting for their lives too everything they don't want to die yeah and that set up everything until until now that set up all the fights where they're like i'm gonna do whatever like i'm not uh uh I'm not stuck to one spell or this. I'm going to do this one attack. They're like clawing and they're like throwing, you know, stuff in people's eyes. They're trying to grab their neck and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, this feels real. Like more yeah, so like, a, than like a when a sleep spell hits one of the big guys and the uh, Mogazo is going for a kill shot. But one of the goblins <laughs> just like flings his buckler at Mogazo to throw him off balance. He can't kill shot. The other goblin just smacks the big guy and he's awake from a sleep spell. Some like that stuff like that is like I I love to see it happening, and then I love to see the characters still manage to like overcome it despite uh, the odds, despite the uh, that you know that uh, ebb and flow of the fight where it doesn't just it's like a tug of war, and you want to see it like go back and forth, and you want it to kind of always not feel like you know exactly who's gonna win. You don't want them to just walk in and the rope just be completely pulled one way and then it's over because then it's not exciting. Yeah. I mean, even the the tactical mind of Haru, which I thought was really cool, 
was him throwing his coat out of the window before he jumped out. And I was like, yo, okay, like this is cool. Where they the goblin automatically shot the, the robe and he was like, wait, what? And then him coming out, jumping out and starting to fight. I was like, this is great. I was like, I love this battle for what it was because of the the fluidness of the motion in the animation, but also because of the real tactics that were happening there in a fantasy setting it's not just i'm gonna do the <laughs> bigger like, power i'm, I'm yes. gonna do the stronger spell i'm gonna do the bigger thing it's i yeah i have to they 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 learn that they have to use their <clears throat> abilities in combination with yeah tactics and strategy because why aren't they falling for my attack because they know how to fight humans so <clears throat> we get another arrow to the back for we get another priest. arrow to the back and we need to invest in some back armor for the <laughs> priests because they just keep going down. <clears throat> did you think that Mary was going to die there? Because I did. I, I I shouted like I like she was. I I, I definitely think I thought that that was going to happen. Even though like everything was like no, everything in me was saying no, it can't be happening because she was conserving her mana or whatever, and exactly. she was only healing when she needed to. But like. Still, that sucks. It, like that could be triggering for the group. Maybe if yeah. they spent some time, they probably could have explored that. Like Haru could have. Ex- they could have probably explored if Haru was there. was Haru was there, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Him just being like, not you, not you too. Like, oh, yeah. they probably could have. That could have been in another emotional beat that they could have done. But I like what they did there, where she didn't end up dying. But at the, at the moment, I was like, hold on. Yeah, that's, that that, that, that is something that I wanted to bring up. Is that like ultimately what do you think the impact of her getting shot is if ultimately like she's immediately like no it's fine it just hurts a little like is it just for that like immediate shock value or are they like is it trying to like you know set up some sort of thing where they're trying to say something about they they have become uh like you know they they uh, what's the word they're not going to let previous mistakes happen again so they're gonna... i think so or that she's a competent healer and we're not saying monato was not competent but she knows her what to do now and she's overcome it so i think that's what it is that she has learned from her mistake of killing the whole party and, and conserving her mana and stuff like that so i think it was more about her in a new spot and character development for her as a healer or as a priest gotcha. um, so i think that's what for me that's what i felt was that it was her being able to do that because if she fought the way that she did before, she would have died there as well. Um, Fair. So we get the whole battle really good. Roof battle with the goblin has his dagger back. Um, Then we get into this whole emotions at the grave where all that stuff um, where they have Monado's grave, they have an emotional beat for a while. Um, But he says she's had the growth Monato didn't have the chance to make true. Um, because he's dead <laughs> and he's here he's here at the grave well actually he's, me not, up. he's not here at the grave right because they they cremated him well i yeah. guess they might have put some of the ashes there Maybe. but we do see them putting the <laughs> they do see him see the the crew putting his badge there that he, they pitched in and even the the inclusion of even mary pitched in as well was great i love that i love that they're saying that they have this whole emotional beat here with Mary, Haru. Um, I what... love this moment. 
Yes, it's so them. great. Because to me, this was kind of like just something that represent. It was a moment that represents that it's okay to share your grief with somebody who understands. Yeah. Like it's it's one thing to just completely shut yourself in and, you know, become dull to the world like we see before. But once somebody is actually there acknowledging you and reaching out, it's like it's a completely other thing. And it's okay to talk about those types of things that have hurt you. It's okay to hear it out loud because that's how that's what brings you closer to being able to process it and ultimately come to terms with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Mary where Mary is at, where she's at a point, thanks to this party that she's found where she's finally coming to terms and processing the fact that I lost three friends, but that's okay because I'm never going to let it happen again. Mm -hmm. uh, Claire said, I like the gradual upgrades to their outfits too. Normally characters have one outfit for life. I know we saw the uh, accumulation of the helmet for the tank. We see them getting a little bit different colors and all that stuff. We see um, them getting better armor, better gear, and all that stuff. They take some time to tell you that, and sometimes you don't need to be told that, but you see it, and it's like really nice to visualize them getting better in a in a way on their character person. Um, in Matt's case, it's just that he owns twelve black t-shirts. True, that's true. I wore my Hunter Hunter shirt because Matt sent me a Hunter Hunter TikTok this week, and I was <laughs> going through it because I hate that show. Um, <laughs> I hated Dude, that. Marilyn. The fucking no. The I heard villain. I heard their voices. I heard the girl's voice. I don't even care to know her name. Do not tell me your name. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> I heard her voice. And I was like, no. War yeah. flashbacks, you said. Yeah, because I remember being there watching this fucking show 120, <laughs> 120 episodes in. And I'm just like, well, I gotta keep going. I'm already here, but this I'm just like, are they really doing this? Are we spending another five episodes talking about how these ants are going around and doing the thing and this doesn't even end up being... Okay. Um, <laughs> so I have a question, a big question for this anime so far because I know me... I don't agree, um, but I saw in the Crunchyroll comments that people were saying if this ended here, that's fine. They would feel complete. That's cool. It does complete a, a little arc, an emotional arc, and now they can go on forward and we know what they've been through. But um, as far as where they've come from before we saw them and all we know about them is that they showed up here at this place and now they're going to be adventurers and do all this stuff, be voluntary uh, adventures and stuff. How does this show, being an isekai, make the story better because up until now if they ended here <clears throat> we have a complete emotional story and i'm cool with the emotional story but they haven't alluded much or at all to where they were before whatever world they came from maybe or anything like that now i don't know what the next four episodes are so it could completely dive into all of that stuff but so far my idea is that it has not complimented the story at all for them to be isekai'd in here and i think the story would have been better if they all just became adventurers at a certain age and they trained into these classes and stuff and they had to find each other and they became friends and stuff and they were I, the world. I see what you mean so would does the isekai aspect of this show so far 
complement the show or would it be better if it was just adventurers <sighs> being in a show? Because right now it feels like they got isekai because that's the cool thing to do. Yeah. So, so the this is something that came across my mind. Um, I, ha, I had a passing thought where I started to see that isekai element of the show as a parallel for um as a parallel for uh like going to war um where you have all of these people who are these volunteer soldiers in these unknown environments where they're killing the other in order to continue their way of life and they're they don't know where each other came from before this time sure because you know compare that to like boot camp or whatever and uh you don't know anybody's personal life yeah you just yeah. know that you're on the same side boot camp now. and stuff you're all on the same side and so through through all that you come out the other end you're the, your soldiers in the field etc and <laughs> and you know the the people that you went through boot camp with minato in in a in a situation where you felt like everything was under control out of nowhere they get taken out and now there's like you know a hole in in your squad in your party uh -huh. um that's i'm not saying that that's where they were trying to go with this but i'm just saying that's like kind of a parallel that went through my head sure. was just yeah comparing it to something like that um um, Bubsy says, I think it complements the show with how much they didn't know about the world, but it could definitely play in more. Yeah. And and for all we know, because me and Matt haven't seen the next four episodes, they could completely dive into where they came from, all the past memories. They could be in a video game, all that stuff. We don't know. But up until now, they tell like really great story. And I'm really happy that I'm watching it now. But like, I'm thinking about there's not enough for me to want it to be isekai'd. And maybe I would have liked the story more or, you know, maybe it would have been too bland if it was just, oh, I'm, I'm 12. Now I get to go out and be an adventurer and learn these skills and stuff. Maybe that would have been not fun enough. I don't know. But um, Claire says they seem to have a clear narrative. I'm surprised they want to waste the time they have on it. It's not adding anything. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think it adds anything. Uh, what, I, what I was touching on <laughs> was more just a parallel that I was thinking of sure. like a uh, you know, comparison. Um, but I, I really don't think that ultimately it adds another layer to the to the narrative thus far. And if you haven't introduced it, like, I mean, I guess it's not a Chekhov's gun because there again, there are still four episodes to go. <clears throat> but from here on, if it doesn't get acknowledged, addressed and become uh, like a pretty core part of how the story uh, comes to a close then I feel like the Isekai element is a pretty Chekhov's gun element where like, why did you even mention you knew about video games way back when? Uh -huh. Like that didn't add anything. What about field trips? Um, so yeah. Because I, yeah, I would like it to be something. And, um, but then again, if it becomes this whole Isekai thing and it dives into their past or what they're supposed to be, why did they spend so much time doing this whole emotional beat? So I think the way to do it would be for it to be a whole emotional thing to find out that either they're not really in the world. Well, that would be kind of, that would really suck if they went through all this stuff with Monato and he's actually still alive in our world or whatever. But 
it could also go work well to where maybe uh uh they were brothers like haru and minato were brothers or something and it could add another emotional beat i don't know i i'm trying to like grab at something because i don't i really don't know where the next four episodes are gonna go do you have any ideas man (laughs) i don't know where it's gonna go but i want for some reason by the 12th episode for like we we say i want the entire world to be at (laughs) at potential risk of being uh being destroyed by the end of the 12th episode um i want these stakes to to be over the top or i want uh I don't know. I, man. man. <laughs> I just did that real quick. That one's good. It's <laughs> there's so many different ways the show could go from here that would provide a satisfying conclusion, I feel like. Because like everybody is saying, that is a very satisfying like arc, but there's still so much more to explore for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie says, hi, Julesy. I thought the title says Grimace of Fantasy. Grimace Shake of Fantasy and Ash. That's next season, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Grimace been? What has he been up to? Um, Claire says, I want these steaks to be prepared by a skilled chef and served to me with a nice bottle of alchemically enhanced wine. So, steaks, man. We are at the end of the episode five through eight of Grimace grimgar of fantasy and ash and next week we're going to be talking about the end of the anime episode 9 through 12 it's only 12 episodes right 9 through 12 we're going to be talking about episode 9 through 12 and we're not going to pick a new anime next week breaking the cycle for a year but it has been a year since we started the anime hour and we're going to be celebrating the end of season one after next week's episode so after next week's episode we are going to be doing something very special and that's going to kick off and be the finale of season one and then go into season two so next week we are not picking a new anime because two weeks from now we're going to be having a very special show which is going to be pretty fun and i'm super excited to tell you all about it probably next week so we can talk uh, more about what's going on but it'll be start of season two of the jules of my anime hour and we're going to bring some new things we've had some ideas of what we can do possibly to get y'all more involved and stuff and it's going to be cool it's going to be updated and we're going to have some uh really cool ideas i think that'll be enhance the show a little bit um it's still going to be watching anime together it's still going to be picking anime from this anime chest here it's still going to be rating these animes but uh, some stuff is going to be changed a little bit. So we'll probably talk more about that next week because this is the last anime we're going to talk about for season one. So Matt, when you aren't uh, needlessly isekai into another Ooh. world, where can they find you? Man, <laughs> you could find me on my Twitch at it's Matt Ga- at Matt Galley at huh? Matt underscore Galley on my Twitch at Matt underscore Galley. Or you can follow me on any of my socials at an ITS at the front at it's Matt underscore Galley. When uh, we're not here talking about our special plans for season two, where can the people find you? 
Um, you can find me reading manga because I've been reading a lot of manga and I'm currently being sick. But on social media, at Jules the Human, at J-U-L-E-S on all social media. I've been posting this podcast on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jules the Human. I post some Honkai stuff sometimes. I'm honestly just enjoying playing gacha games by myself and not streaming a whole lot and just doing this podcast. So if you want to talk to me, <laughs> it's here during this podcast. Um, <laughs> season two, Jules is just changing into a cute bikini BRB. Yes, actually, yes, probably, maybe. Season two, Matt is on the left side of the screen. Oh, hmm, maybe. Well, it's really not that difficult. <laughs> we can, we what can make that happen. Where am I? Where? <laughs> what is this box? <laughs> it's obviously a beach hot tub stream. We'll not, never know. Shopping episode, episode, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yes, yeah, so you can watch this podcast uh, on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jules Human, or look up the Jules Human Anime Hour on Spotify. You can watch the podcast on Spotify as well. Videos on there, audios on there. Uh, who were those people? I don't know. Uh, I was trying to think of Gat Mally and Who's <laughs> <laughs> the Juman. Um So next week, we're going to be finishing Grimgar Fantasy Ash. We're going to rate it. We are not going to pick a new episode or new anime to watch. We are going to be doing something very special after that in the next episode. But um, yeah, that's been the Anime Hour. And hopefully you get to watch the last four episodes with us. Watch episode 9 through 12 of Grimgar Fantasy and Ash on Crunchyroll or something. I hope it's so good. It better be good. I hope it's good. (laughs) See you next week. Bye.